If it's on topic, it's not rambling. If it's off topic, it's definitely rambling. Oh, I ramble on topic. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know I do. I do. I, I know I do. Yeah. You know, I take something. What color is the sky? Ten minutes later, I might get the blue. Entry music. It's the Bob and Josh show. After turning the page on our first 250 episodes, we leap into the future. Or is it? AI is the topic for today, and with a generational difference, there's quite a bit of disagreement in this episode, which is always enjoyable for Bob and I, because too often we align. So this is a really fun one for us. I'll be interested to hear comments from our listeners. On YouTube, there's a whole comment section, so drop them in there. Let's discuss exactly how you feel about this. While you're there, give us a like and subscribe. Also, keep your eyes open. We have a few more things in the AI realm that are going to start showing up. I think you'll like it. On to the episode. Today's topic is about AI, and there's definitely a generational difference between Bob and I about how we feel about this and our willingness to wade into the unknown that is a part of AI and its evolution within our industry, the world, the dangers, all of those things that are there. So I, as you may assume... I am the one that's very comfortable with it. I'm really leaning into it. Bob is a bit more hesitant. So I so I think the first thing to do is like, let's just talk about that and talk about the concerns, fears, whatever you may have, Bob, because I know you're not the only one. There's lots of people that I've talked to across all ages that have feelings very similar towards the one that you have. So why don't we start with, I, and I don't know if you should remember this, but there was a, I forget, a few months ago, mm-hmm. you were, you were, you were talking about publishing content yes, on Kazi or something. Yeah. And, and I pulled a Bob Galen on you, as I recall, and I got really judgy. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. So, what, which, <laughs> which, which, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> I'm I'm going I'm I'm being vulnerable here. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm calling myself out. But I remember you were you had published some articles or something, and you mm-hmm. had used it was early on. You had yeah. used ChatGPT, and and I was like not hammering you, but I was like how much? So and you were like I wrote this and I wrote that, and then I leveraged ChatGPT, and I was like, well, what was the percentage of your content versus ChatGPT? And there were like five articles or something like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and bless your little heart, one of them, you were like 90% or something was chat GPT. The others mm-hmm. were maybe 50, 50, some were like just a starter. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember, and, and I apologize, Josh, but I got on your case. I'm like, well, you can't take credit for that. Right. It's not your content. And you were like, it is. And we were arguing and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but the whole point of the genesis of ideas, publishing intellectual property, Right, RIP, our content. Where does it come from? Mm-hmm. And and I I was unbalanced there. So what were your reactions, and has that changed over time? So let's use that as a springboard. One of the things, because people reached out in our Discord, which I'll share the link out because I know people have asked. As I talked about this folks really push back in similar ways that you did about, well, like, am I going to find value in the content? Like I would, if you wrote it, what 100% and yes, but also what I explained is that the whole reason for that content for me was around optimizing for SEO to allow myself to begin to show up in Google searches way higher and way more often than I do. And then that draws them in. And then there's the rest of the content that is there. So while I still stand behind the content that I publish, like I am not going to publish something that I don't believe in, but also I can use this tool to help me achieve my goal of acquiring more customers by just getting more eyeballs on the content, which in turn opens the door to the offerings that my company has. So Bob and his articles, those are 100% Bob. 
and they are intended for you to read and digest and be thoughtful and respond and all of that, which is a different approach than I was taking with the blog that I was pushing out because I've tried to blog. I'm not as good as it as Bob is. So that's a skill that I don't have, which is why I really leaned into using a tool to help me make it happen. I think one of the things I was stuck on at the time, I don't know if I am now, right? I've softened because it's become more popular. And and I, I was sort of, believe it or not, Metacasters, I can be curmudgeonly at times. So I, I was curmudgeonly reacting to it, but it was, it was representing the content as yours. So mm -hmm. what, to me, when I, when I, when I write, it's like an authorship, right? When I say, this is Bob Gale, it's a hundred percent me. Now I, I may be reacting to what I read, or I may be reacting to a conversation, but the content isn't created. And then I modify it. I have a blank page. <laughs> I yeah. have a blank page and then I start. I start filling in that page. I think most writers are, you know, take that approach. So it was, I, I felt at the time that it was sort of, it, it, it might be cheating. One, it was cheating with creating it, but it's also making sure that folks, you know, understand like it's not totally your content or something like that. Well, and you don't even know the extent of the cheating. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk through the whole process that I was using. And this was a bunch of learnings I found on YouTube. There's a fantastic person that is in charge of SEO for some men's fashion brands in Europe. And he's really good at his job and he's understood how to take advantage of, of these tools. And so I ended up learning a whole lot about how to find the keywords in, in Google that are ranking higher now. So these are the things that people are searching for. And okay. not only does it show you, these are the things that are searching for, the competition is low. So, so there's not a lot of people out there creating content for that word. So it's an opportunity for you to go and get the eyeballs. And then what you do is you create a prompt for your chat bot to say, okay, these are the keywords that I want to write content for. Create a bunch of titles and descriptions that I could write over the coming month that attack this word. And it spits that out. And so then you find ones that you resonate with and you think makes sense, or at least this is what I did. It spits out 20 and there's yep. like, 10 or 12 out, out there. I'm like, yeah, I, I like that. So then you ask it to expand on that and say, okay, turn this into a blog post and make sure it's optimized for SEO for these keywords and all these things. So the thing where it really helped me was it has all of the knowledge of SEO that I don't. And for me to learn would take months, years, where I can say, help me write a blog post about this thing, optimize for X, Y, and Z. And it does that uh, way better than I ever could. So for, for the use case that I was using right. the blog posts for, that's what made sense to me. And I'm happy with it. And I, and I know what it is and maybe i need to put a disclaimer or something there i don't know what but it just it helped me achieve the goal that i was after but again i i am not the person that blogs as well as you do and i've tried and i've just accepted that hey there's things i'm good at and things that i'm not and that's not one of them like i have thoughts and ideas that i would want to write about but execution isn't as good as i would like see i I think I'm stuck a little bit mm -hmm. also on what comes first, right? So so I, I think I would have less of an issue to no issue if you wrote something and then you threw it into a filter and said, please SEO this. Yeah. Right. If you if you composed an idea, it could be utter crap, right? I mean, it could, mm -hmm. you know, the grammatically incorrect, you know, hanging sentences, some gaps and things like that. But if you created a a piece of set of pros and and then and then you ran it through it's like uh what i have grammarly mm -hmm. so i i use grammarly when i'm writing 
but Grammarly is a post-processing as opposed to a pre-processor. Maybe that's the way I'll describe it. Gotcha. So, so I have, I, you know, it's the part of post-process pre versus post, mm -hmm. and the creative process on pre. I'm not anti-tool because I use, I mean, I use Grammarly and other tools, but the the genesis, the the seeds of things, are are mine, right? I even and and you know. I don't know. I don't know. But I remember at the time I was I was jabbing at you probably over overly excessively about no, it. No. Um, You've jabbed. But I don't know if I don't know if that's changed over time. The other thing another let's switch gears. Yep. Another and and I'll let you smack me about this one, but I, I'm part of my curmudgeonliness with ChatGPT and other AI is that this too shall pass. And it's a fad. So I've seen fads. Mm -hmm. I'm old enough that I've seen fads. Uh, Microsoft had a little squiggly thing at one point. It was a, it was a, remember, it was a Clippy. paper clip? Clippy. Clippy. Yeah. Right. And Clippy was going to take over the known universe. Yeah. And, and then I thank God Clippy died or something or Clippy got retired. The year 2000, all of the BS uh, around uh, Y2K, right. And I mean, gazillions of dollars being spent and then it was a it was sort of a fad or a fear or something like that. I remember in the eighties, in the seventies and eighties, they were going to have. I'm looking at Joel. I, I, everyone's jabbing me back, but there are fads, Joel. There are there are fads, and what I mean by a fad is where people overreact to them, right? Right. The Clippy yeah, did yeah. influence things, but it, was it really that? Remember what was it called? That that there was software that was going to write code for you. There was a fear in the seventies, eighties, probably around that time frame. I forget what it was called. Where software was going to create software, mm -hmm. and tools were going to write software. You were going to feed it a model. Uh, you were going to feed it a model, and it was going to chunk out code. And I remember every developer on the planet Earth was like, "Holy crap! We just wrote code to put ourselves out of code, <laughs> out of business," and. I mean, everyone, and I was sort of wigging a little bit, but people were really wigging out, but then we were like going along with it, but then it like pooped out. Now it did create a set. You see it in a lot of editors and things where there's smart editors. I haven't coded in a long time, but there's smart editors that'll give yeah. you frameworks and help you fill in things and help you with libraries and things like that. So it did, it did uh, accelerate the coding process, but it, I, it did, it didn't replace everyone. And that's what I'm hearing with the AI stuff now that, you know, companies are talking about, and it sort of scares me. It is, I wonder if people are overreacting. Like some companies are talking to board meetings and say, we're going to reduce our, you know, headcount by 20% or 25% by leveraging AI. And I'm like, really? Is that, is that what you're trying to do? I naturally disagree with you. I, I thought um, you might. I think what you saw in the 70s 80s and with clippy was they were too early they had the right idea because github has what they call co-copilot it's an a an ai that sits there with you as you write the code and it's like oh, oh i think you're trying to do this and here's everything that you need and that's built off of all of the code that they have they have read that in and understood what they were trying to do and now can apply that in right. a developer's job, which is, which is uh, to me, very powerful and very handy because I am of the opinion I have been for a decade plus that a language for a developer is just a tool. And if I can automate that, then that's simple and easy, but I don't really gain anything what a great developer is, is they are great at solving complex problems with code, whatever flavor of code that is out there, they are able to break things down and build them in a scalable and maintainable way. Will Copilot and things like that get there? I think so. But I don't think you're ever going to take away the value of having a human attached to it. Now, my career started out in a lucky manner where I was on the forefront of various transformational technology where I was actually doing SaaS before SaaS was a thing. 
Then I got into things like big data. And after I got into big data, that was one of those things where I said, okay, what's the next thing that's happening and how do I make sure that I'm ahead of the curve with that? Because what I saw was I saw folks that never got on board with that technology and have been left behind. So it went from big data to mobile and then like crazy scaling and, you know, people will say web scale and all the memes that are out there, but how to make that a fundamental thing and I see AI as that next thing. I don't see it being a fad. I see it continuing to evolve in a very rapid manner that for me and my kids, I'm I'm spending time with them, making sure they understand what this is about. And I'm building tools with and around the AIs that are out there. And I sit them down with me and I talk them through like, hey, this is a problem I'm trying to solve. Here's how I'm using this to help me because I believe it's going to be a foundational skill for the next generation of workers to be able to maximize the support tools that are out there. And I do see AI as a support tool. I was I was thinking about what Joel said. He said he attended an AI session at the Scrum Gathering. Joel, if you're if you have a handy link or something, it would be interesting to to share that. Even the title or who the who the presenter or presenters were, because I'd be, I'd be interested if there's a replay or something to try to to try to listen to that. That I I'm trying to think of. I had a response and then I got diverted. Josh, oh I know what it was. It's a, so Jeff Sutherland, I think, wrote a book called Twice as Much in Half the Time, Twice as Much, yeah. right, whatever it is, Twice as Much in Half the Time. And I, I saw this as nothing, it's not an AI book. Now, he may have used AI to write that. No, I don't, I doubt it. But, and, and what I've seen is people react, people, leaders, senior leaders, organizational leaders react to the title and they get on the bandwagon yeah. and they, and so part of fattery to me is we'll go with it. Yeah. That's a new word. Part of the fattery is it. So you're thoughtfully handling AI, mm-hmm. right? You're a thoughtful guy anyway. Yeah. And you're thoughtfully handling it and you're doing your due diligence. And you just said something magical that I don't think AI, right? It's not replacing the human or in most mm-hmm. cases, right? It's 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 a partnership with humans, right? It's a tool and it's a partnership. But part of Fattery is I don't know if everyone interprets it that way. Yeah. There's this wave of re- overreaction and overzealousness and oversimplification to AI right now that has nothing to do with you. I right? It has everything to do with CEOs across the planet. Right. And that's part of that fattery, right? It's it's the fact that what who came out and said we need to slow roll AI. A couple was it Elon? Uh, Elon Musk. Elon, but a cut but some other folks. Yeah. Not, not, other not leaders a whole lot. out there, yeah. In technology. And it's like slow roll. Uh because it it's creating part of fattery is it creates this youthful, you know, sort of exuberance and maliciousness. Uh, like I saw the other day, AI, what it can it can simulate someone's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's situations where AI, um, what uh, you get a call from one of your kids, and AI mimics the voice of your child, yeah, uh, and is trying to ring you for money, mm-hmm. right? And and so part of there's the fattery. It's there's this destructiveness to the wave as well, and that's part of my hope that it's just a fad. Like, where's the thoughtfulness in it? Yeah, I mean, there was destructiveness in Elvis Presley and the Beatles, too. So I, I just don't, what I don't see that? it like that. What do you Are mean? Are you slamming? Did you just slam? What, Elvis Presley? Yeah. Did you just Did you just slam the king? Don't make me I get up. I didn't slam and, the king. I was giving don't, him Don't make credit. me get up and swivel my was, hips. I, in that's a metal, what I'm saying. In a, the, the, in a the, the danger that was perceived by him dancing on stage and how that was going to affect the youth of yesteryear, a.k.a. Bob, that that was deemed as a very dangerous thing and could not be on television. So... There's always there's always dangers to new thoughts and ideas, especially as they are 
emerging. The cynical side of Josh looks at the people that said, hey, we should slow down. And are they saying, hey, slow down so I can catch up? I think there's a little bit of that there. Now, I think there's a little bit of like, hey, let's like, you know, dot our I's and cross our T's. But also, I think there's a fair amount of like, whoa, I got beat. You guys slow down so I can catch up. Wow. Contemplative Bob. Look at what we've done. Look at what this episode has done. No, no, I'm, I'm reading like Robert Galen. So so I'm just getting uncomfortable. Uh, so Joel said something. I can see it being a huge game changer in creating backlogs. Starting with a blank page is great for blogs. Starting with a blank page for product backlogs often leads to blank backlogs. I absolutely disagree with that. If you, if you can't create a backlog as a product owner, right, go get, go do something else. I mean, come on. That's yeah. doing your job. Uh, I, I mean, it also, oh, okay, now I have non-blank backlogs. Are they really thoughtful? Are they really solving the customer's problems? Uh, and if you want to trust AI to do that, well, okay, then, then we don't need a product owner at all. Then, then just fire up the AI engine and fire all the product owners and create that stuff that way. Uh, and so Steven said something, fat, what did he, uh, fat, and there will always be folks who use new tools in a negative way. Okay, get that. But do we need to be cautious with it? Do we need to slow the roll a little bit? I'm not slowing the roll. I'm, I'm th you know, there's nothing wrong with caution, for goodness sakes. Like if you teach your, your sons to drive, Josh, Right? Are you going to just throw them into a Ferrari and throw them out there with an AI bot and say, "Go, all gas, boys. no brakes"? Yeah. Uh, is that it? That that's it. That's <laughs> no. that's what. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring those boys up to me. I'll I'll teach them how to drive. <laughs> no, but I I mean I I get the point. But then there's there there is this this tipping point where things can get dangerous. Things can get dodgy. And, and we don't talk, we're not talking about that. We're talking about it in terms of, oh, just, it's not, oh, don't worry about it, right? Oh, the product owner can't create a backlog. Don't worry about it. Yeah, do that. I, I think there's a line where there's the useful tooling. And then like with creation, IP creation, there's a line with, well, where, well, then put put the bot's name on it and don't put your name on it, right? There, there's, there's, there's this line, I think, out there that's that I, that yeah, I worry that, about. That, yeah, that that you are very uncomfortable with, and I am comfortable with because I've I've gone far enough to use that to generate a bulk of the content that I publish. My my daughter is an artist, and there are many AI bots that are out there that you can feed it a description of what you want. Is like, hey, here's four or five options. What do you think? And in her community, as artists that are generating content, a lot of effort and energy goes into it and then to have a bot create the same thing that's scary and frustrating one of the things that i've tried to work with her on and she's not there yet but using it as an idea as a generator because as she's working through some of her projects like this is her senior year in high school so there's a big project that that, that she's doing and she wants to create five different portraits and each one tells a different story and so she and i often talk about okay what's the next one that you are working on and how do you want to represent that visually and so we talk about it through ideas i'm like like let's just put this out there and like see let's say like hey this is the thing i want to draw or want to paint what kind of craziness can you come up with and that might be the thing that puts you on the idea like oh i freaking love that and then now you have that passion to deliver that through the visual media that you use to create i don't see that as any different as somebody scrolling through the web and looking for things which she does so she has pinterest and all of these images and videos pinned of inspirational pictures that she uses to start to piece together what she thinks she wants to create this is the same thing. It's just, it's, it's a different tool to achieve the same goal. I, I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I could just say, no, I think you're freaking crazy, Josh. Like, that's fine. Do it. No, no, no. I worry about, I worry about, well, like take the AI bots, take the AI out of it. Right. What mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, I worry about your daughter's creativity. 
I worry, like, what if she was born 30 years ago, like, how would she do that? And then, and you sort of answered the question. She would look for inspiration. She would walk out in nature or whatever. She would walk around. She Her observation skills would become finely tuned, right? Her thoughtfulness would become finely tuned. She would interact with people to talk about, to get different voices. I guess that's what artists do, right? I guess that's right. I do every morning. I spend two hours on LinkedIn looking for inspiration, right? I, and I don't, and so, and I get inspired. <laughs> very about AI, about other topics. I get I get positively inspired. I get negatively inspired. I get inspired by the look. The universe just gave us a barking dog. We won't have that with AI. The dog just got excited about the river agrees with me. Right? I could feel it. No, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like I there's I, I, there's this where do we get creativity? Where do we get innovation? Yeah. Where do we get where do we maximize the heart of the human spirit? And and I worry a little bit about that's just going down the tubes. Yeah. I, or I, I don't see it as black and white of as one or the other. There are certainly companies and individuals and organizations that will attempt to treat it as as that, like we've seen in the comments where we're just going to replace x percent of our workforce with ai bots because that like that can get the job done and like many things they're going to try it and they're going to stumble and they're going to fail and then they're going to realize oh crap we were wrong now let's dial it back a bit now there are the thoughtful ones like bob said that i am and i'm trying to be where i'm looking for appropriate applications of tools like these for instance, one of the things that I'm working on that I've shared with Bob that Bob is kind of excited about is we have 250 episodes, which is roughly um, a couple days worth of audio. Like if you were to just string it back to back to back, uh, it's, it's um, actually it's longer than that. It would be 220 hours. Steven so, is killing me. Steven what? is just good. Steven is yeah. killing me. Good. Steven, <laughs> you're the man. Keep it up. Keep it um, up, Steven. Just, so, just bring it on. Yeah. So 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 there is literally 10 days worth of knowledge and experience that Bob and I have created through this podcast that people keep coming back to and telling us that they enjoy, they like, they use it, it helps them on their daily jobs. So I've been working on taking all of our content, loading it into a chat bot so that you could ask Bob and Josh whatever question you have 24-7 and just always get an answer, not, not have to like schedule time with us because we're busy and we'll send you a Calendly link and the answer you need right now you can't get. But, oh, well, because of our calendars, we can talk to you like next Thursday for 24 minutes. Uh, and that's a that's a challenge, but we have created so much value that how can we use that to continue to deliver on our mission of helping everyone be more effective at their jobs, so, specifically in the world of agile and leadership? So that, I mean, I tried it. I tried the version. You had seeded yeah. it with maybe 50 or whatever, yeah. however many podcasts. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know if it was entirely accurate because it, it wasn't. When I asked it was it a the, small sample. When I, but when I asked it the question about word count and who talks more, it it said me, and I I I'm incredulous. I'm I'm just, I didn't. And in fact, it even talked about me being verbose. I I, I don't verbose know. Verbose is so it's a kind bot, right? It was nice and said verbose. Didn't say, you know, in incessantly rambles so the these these use cases where you have intellectual property mm -hmm. and you're looking for what i think of as creative ways to access it to access it and to learn from it that i'm okay with that to me is ai as a tool right well i think where i'm railing is where i, I was railing in your daughter's case like how how do you learn to be an artist? I don't want it to neutralize her art, artistic creativity, yeah. whatever that is. I'm not an artist, 
but how, like if someone, what if she's a graphic artist and there's this notion of ideas, how do you mm -hmm. get, and how do you evolve ideas and the genesis of them? You, not a machine, but you. Yeah. And you have an ability to do that. Uh, well, it, you, it, you, it, you learn to be Josh. When I say you were thoughtful, you have 20 years of non AI experience or however, mm -hmm. what, right? You have, you have 20 years of non AI aided experience yeah. to, that, that evolved you. What if you were just coming out of college now in this AI environment, how would you get the 20 years of Josh, the failures, the experiences and I want to make sure you get that. Now, maybe optimize it. I'm okay with that. Optimizing mm -hmm. it, reducing some of the failures. But some of those failures made you who you are today. Right. Some of those mistakes or or whatever you want to say. So yeah. that's that's what I'm reeling against more. Yeah. And I don't see that going away. I think, like anything, there's going to be many folks that try and use it as a shortcut. And I can get from here to there in less time. But that experience doesn't land in your worldview you don't understand really how to use it you know how to push a button to get a thing but it but you don't have there's no connection to it now my daughter the artist is very resistant to this idea because in her industry there's a lot of folks that are scared by it and know if used improperly could replace all of the revenue that they generate in minutes. So that's right. a, that's a very scary thing. And she's thoughtfully saying, dad, I hear you, but no, I'm not going to do it just on principle because I know it's a thing that other creators like me are wrestling with. And I don't want to be part of that. And I'm perfectly fine with that, but I'm also the guy that will continue to just like be in her ear. Like, you know, like we can, we can get some help. Um, but I well, there's also the I differentiation, no, right? It's, yeah, there's What's a that? differentiation though. So I I could see it as it's a way for mediocre artists to compete, and I don't want, and that's fine. I don't want that. I want mm -hmm. I want your daughter. I, I don't mean or any artist to be rising yeah. to the top, and and learning their craft. It would be the same thing, and I think learning your craft then differentiates you, and you can you can argue against the mediocrity. So I, I feel like I am, I'm, you know, I'm laying on a cutting board. Uh, you know, I'm like a dinosaur laying on a cutting board and everyone in chat and you are like carving me up. Well, so I'd like I, to, I'm, I may be, I'm, well, you know what? Let me, let me check with chat GPT and, and figure out what imagery would work. Uh, maybe I'm a chicken leg or something. So I'm on a cutting board, uh, but I want to turn it around to everyone and you included. Uh, and so what are the dangers? Everyone's been a proponent. Everything's been positive, uh, right? It's the, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Okay. Fantastic. What are you cameras? What are we doing? Bread. So, so I want to hear what are people worried about then? What are the worries? What are the dangers? I don't want to just be the sole voice. Not every, yeah. nothing is, come on. What are the dangers folks? I want to see that in chat. Yeah. The, what are you worried about? Like anything. The problem isn't going to be the tool. The problem is going to be those that are wielding the tool, wielding it without responsibility and in an effort to achieve the shortcut that may deliver in the short term, but will unlikely deliver long-term success. So, I, but again, that holds true with many things that are in our world, right? If you look at TikTok, Right, that's that that's one that's probably the most used app in what, the U.S. And wait, wait, hold it. What TikTok? TikTok. Are you talking about Not your this? watch? No, Bob. No, Bob. Uh, yet there are known security issues because it's owned and operated by a company in China, and research has been done and pulled out all of the information that is being shared back to the Home Office in China and all the dangers that go along with that. Yeah. And the 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 direct access that they have to such a large portion of our population where influence could begin yep. to spread very much yep. like we saw on Facebook with elections years ago from from Russia, whichever side you're on with that, like that's a known thing yep. that that happened. And 
TikTok is like the next version of that, that there are rightful concerns about that. And, I, and I've had d- discussions with my kids about how we use it and what we do and the dangers and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, there's never going to be a transformational innovation that comes out that isn't going to have this response. This is part of the life cycle of us evolving. And wow, Stephen Kellogg just wrote a freaking novel in there, and I'm not even reading it, but I know I it's good. Even, oh no, <laughs> a twofer. He's killing. He's he's killing me. I'm gonna fl- I'm gonna flip Bob over and fricassee the other side. <laughs> Can can you keep these comments, Josh? Can, do these? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I need to rebut. I need to go mano o mano on Steven. Oh man, yeah. Mr. Kellogg, watch no, out. That's I don't know, no, but I I need to. Re- I can't. I can't keep up and read it. Yeah, uh, the, I, I agree with you. It's the, so the one danger is the people. Mm-hmm. Right. It always is. It's not yeah. just for this, but it's amplified because of the fervor and because of the scope, potentially TikTok, your example, the, the data scope like this. Di- we're in a digital way. It's I think the ramifications are, are different uh, nowadays. What about falseness? Uh, I've I've read and I again, I don't know this, but uh, like you, you can ask for something from ChatGPT. And since it's using the Web, you can get false narratives you can get false data you can get yeah. error prone solutions right is that true yeah. so you it can it, can, it can give you it can give you a solution or an article that's actually completely false and if you don't have a clue i'm not a but if you're if you're not if, you, if you're using it as your yeah, blindly as you're using it blindly if yeah. blindly right uh so the falseness of the data and and at least in the u.s we're in this like sort of very, uh, very what? Very binary, very left yeah, yeah. and right yep. sort of social system. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad data in the world, uh, so I, I think that can be a problem as well, right? Or even even in the art world, you know, are you using uh, are you using things that can be that you have the the permission to do, like photos? Can you reuse yeah. photos and things? It could yeah. be disruptive to intellectual property rights for music and for, for, for graphics and things. Yeah, a, a, a very similar situation has been a frustration that my kids have had at their elementary and middle school. So we send them to a charter school and we love it to death. But Wikipedia is viewed as error prone and evil there. And I've raised my kids that it's actually the opposite because it's democratized data. And I talk about how amazed I was when Wikipedia was very young and I decided to add myself to a list of famous people from the city of Akron. And I just did that because I'm like, yeah, of course I should be on there. You know, I think I'm famous. So, yeah. And in literal seconds, that was corrected by all of the folks that are out there ensuring that that data is as reasonable as possible. So that proved to me that the ecosystem of something like that, it doesn't mean it's perfect, would limit the likelihood that it's wrong because of what they've set up. And chat, GPT isn't there yet, but but they're optimizing it and they are learning similar to the way Wikipedia has to where in my household, it's a trusted source and it's a place that we go to often because we understand how it works and value it. But also we have learned like other things, like it's been wrong. So it can't be black or white. And, and as we've talked about in the agile world, people want that silver bullet. They want, give me that one thing that's going to give me the answer. So I don't have to think about it. And there is no such thing. I want to bring up an edge case to see, and it may be like a diversity or inclusion edge case, but uh, my wife and I are getting older and, uh, and her mom is, is older. So we're in the senior, you know, 65 to 85 to 90 in that range. Um, I belong to AARP. I get periodicals from them. 
and we get inundated with phone calls, spoofing, spamming, emails. Um, and, and so one of the things that I worry about, and I'd like to hear you react to it, but this stuff, this, the, the spammers, the, the folks who are trying to steal from older folks who don't have the, they don't have the, the cognitive abilities mm -hmm. of young whippersnappers like you and Steven and, and everyone else. Uh, and this is a serious, I'm not joking around. Yeah. This is a serious thing. They can get tricked <laughs> into, into losing. Exactly. River agrees with me, I think, right now. They can get tricked. And I think this is making it easier. I work. It's a, Again, it's a worrier. And I know this is a people problem, but it's a subset. This is the really malicious and making it easier and easier and easier to, to spoof people and to take their livelihoods and stuff. Am I overreacting? Or do, you, do you see no, that trend? No, I... I... I think it continues to ease the approach that's required to unfortunately attack the generations that aren't as comfortable with everything that's going on. So without a doubt, it simplifies things on their, their end and probably automates things even more because now I can build a literal chatbot that will talk to you with a voice profile that I've given it that is someone you trust and now that can be a push of a button instead of having an army of people that are doing it in, in an office building in India, which is where most of the scammers are. There's some really good exactly. YouTube videos that are out there um, of people busting those scammers that are worth checking out and understanding how it works and the approach that they take to protect yourself and family members just to educate them on like, hey, here's the common attacks. But this, without a doubt, makes it easier and it makes it easier for the operators of those systems and it makes it harder for those of us that are out there that are getting a barrage because they're just going to be better. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's not just the chat, it's not just the text, but like I was talking about earlier, it's voices, it's visualization. I saw a debate the other day. I don't know who was creating it, but there was two, it, it was obviously created as like Steve Jobs talking to Elon Musk or something like that. And it seemed like, it seemed like, so they were computer generated figures having computer generated, maybe AI generated yeah. discussions. And I could discern that the visualization, well, clearly Jobs is dead, right? So, so I, clearly he wasn't resurrected. But at the same time, I was looking ahead a year or two or five, and I was like, oh my gosh, from a visualization perspective, look, look how so it was incredibly uh, accurate discussions, uh, and and as that evolves, it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be really hard for folks to discern what's a real discussion, what's a real fidelity representative, versus what's not. Right? What's a real Josh Anderson versus what's not? Yeah, and 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 those at risk are folks like us that generate content that can be scraped and used and all of that. So you think about celebrities and everything that goes into that, they, they, the pictures of them are abundant and transcripts of things that they're saying are abundant. So the, so the total opportunity for someone to use that for good or bad is much higher. Thank you, Rockbar99 for the shout out for the suspenders. Yes. It, I didn't keep, notice the Mario vibe. That's pretty good. I think maybe next time it, it he could be. wears this. Well, I think I'll I be... think the color I think the yeah. color schemes work yeah. right for that. Yeah. I know. So we just need a little bit I, better hat. I and I don't have. I need a better hat. I yeah. I didn't have. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's. I, I want to switch switch his gears. I'm I'm too curmudgeonly. I'm coming off fearful. I I wanted I want to get on board. Like the experiment you ran, Josh. Really, I loved it. Mm -hmm. To be clear, the ability to to look in the metacast and to evolve that, uh, I I that I you know I was super excited about that the possibilities of that. So there are these well thought out, you know, sort of strategies, and I think places where it works. I think a lot of these edge cases I worry about, or the human, you know, sort of human yeah, I, error. I don't think you should apologize or play down the fears that you have, because that's a real part of the discussion. And to me, that that's one of the values that we have with the generational difference that 
exists is we just come from different places and we both represent very large swaths of folks that are out there that, that, that people have relatives or siblings or whatever that might be wrestling or concerned with some of those same things. So it's really important for me for you to share those because I don't think they're now, of course, the young bucks will give you a hard time about it, but it's real. You know, it, oh. It's a, it's a real feeling that Bob has, and it's a real feeling that many, many, many people have. So I think there's a ton of value in you putting that out there. So I, I would just ask you, don't like hide it. No. Sure. Well, the other thing is, again, it's, it's the technologists that are comfortable with it, like you, Stephen, that are talking about it. But we forget there's an entire world. There's a third world that's not as technically... It's not everyone lives in the United States. Not everyone has our connectivity, right? There's folks in Africa and in India that, that are different. There's masses of the population that are that can be disrupted by this. So we have to be thinking about, yes, I'm comfortable, but look at it on a on a much broader scale. And the positive effect, I'm sure there's medical, for example, medical. I've heard I've read some things about medical and diagnosis. Wonderful, wonderful stuff there. So there's this yin and yang. You know I'm not big on government intervention, but I think of regul I think of regulatory, uh, and maybe not having that scares the government. crap out of me, right? Yeah. But I think I think it's right now. Is it is it regulated at all? No, it's not. It's like this Wild Wild West show. So maybe when I say slow the roll, I'm really saying some and thoughtful. And I don't know if we have any of those people, mm -hmm. but thoughtful regulation is something that would, would make me feel much better yeah. uh, in, in the environment right now. I don't yeah, know I mean, if there's we, any. You know, we can go down the political path, but I think to your point, I don't think there's any thoughtful regulation that is out there, um, at least in our government. I'm a Bitcoin guy. So things like this are a place where I'm comfortable, where it's not regulated and it's new and I see opportunity for humans individual and groups of them that are out there so i naturally want things like that to win but i also know that i'm probably in the minority of folks that fit into that the other thing i worry about too is this overzealousness and this is a final point for me i want to bring people job loss and maybe i'm being again a curmudgeon but i'm seeing so much damn job loss right now agile job loss overreaction job loss particularly in the technical sector and I just see this, this is probably a major factor for me of my, and I'm okay. It's not going to touch me, but yeah. it's touching every, a lot of people that I care about, a lot of people that I know, and this overzealousness to this job loss and reduction and just accelerating that. Uh, that's why I was going with, you know, the, the projections of, you know, we can, we can reduce staff here, here, and here yeah. with, and, ju and just build AI. And I'm a little, I'm like, no, I mean you're 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 cutting lives. Oh, and they'll retrain, or they'll do this, or they'll do that, or they or they were they were mediocre anyway. So we're just keeping the top twenty percent. Uh, I that makes me uncomfortable right now. It really it really does. Uh, from a, from a just I know it may not make logical sense, but from a human factors, I, I know so many people who are looking for work. And not finding it, and it's so hard. Even on the, and I think this even affects the uh, what the recruitment cycle and the and the resume cycles and the interview cycles and things like that. So, it's I, I'm, be thoughtful there as well. I yeah. know you're going to disagree with me. I well, know I know I you're a cream. The cream rises to the top guy. Yeah, I, yes, I am. But, um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a direction that I was going. That's certainly how I operate. Um. But for instance, on the HR side, I think it could do some really interesting things with um, connections and having a marketplace that's out there of people looking for jobs and it finding matches that people trust. Um, now that puts the recruiting companies on on edge because it because it does put their their market at at risk but again i 
I am not willing to live in the world where we choose not to progress because of some of the things that will happen. That's nature. Um, now we try and control it as much as we can, but I also recognize that, uh, you know, evolutions happen and there are, there are side effects that people didn't think about that do affect humans. And while I don't want anybody to be put in a bad spot, it's, I don't think that's a thing that we can stop. We can bring thoughtfulness to it. Yeah. 1100 people lost their jobs at Capital One because they had Agile in their title and people think that, that that's not necessary. And that's, it comes back full circle to leaders who don't, you know, it's, it's good people make good decisions, bad people make bad decisions or yeah. something like that. Right. And, but, but there's a lot of leaders. There's a lot, you we've talked about it in Medicare. There's a lot of clueless leaders in the planet. There's yeah, more I, clueless yeah. leaders on the planet than there are thoughtful leaders. Yes. Without a doubt. I, so, I, so, so let's bring that. And then people suffer from that. I know I'm being too humanistic. I should. No, you know, I don't think you are. I think you are 100% right. What I don't understand is how AI makes that worse. It's already bad. Um, I don't think it's going to make twice the work, bad. twice the work in half the time. Right. The book, but those folks are bad. already doing that. They're already saying that they're already searching for ways to make and it that gives happen. them. And, and now it gives me 10 to 20 more ways to make that happen or 120 more ways to, or excuses for that. Yeah. Yeah. So without that thoughtful, so if I could replicate, maybe I'll, if I had a, a billion Josh Anderson's, then I would feel better right now. I'm sorry. There's only two and of us. I could, and I could sprinkle, <laughs> and I could sprinkle them around the planet. Well, and Stephen Kellogg's, uh, for, and, and did, did he actually write that or did he get a bot to do that? For we'll, him? Never oh, we'll never Steve know. We'll never know. He'll only know. We need, we, I, I, that's, I think we nailed it. What do you think? Not nailed it. We may come back to this. We, yes. This might be an episode we come back to in a little while, Josh. Not, not in a month, but maybe a year or two, we can come back and revisit it. When, Sorry. when River is, when River is older. River is letting me know that she's unhappy that I've been in this chair for a long period of time. Well, it's been over time, right? We're over time. We need to, we need to stick a fork. So, Metacasters, from beautiful downtown, and it is beautiful today, Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And from beautiful Fuquay Arena, North Carolina, I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. There we go. Take care, y'all. <laughs>